0: Bouncing off the walls Some popcorn, dancing in the kitchen, singing to a punk rock song. Lights on, no, I don't want a pregame. They said they got me drinking, what they got me with was lemonade.
1: me a sucker for nostalgia okay but uh I miss the pandemic and there was a couple highlights I really enjoyed I was actually a big fan of the tiktoking and the, the dancing nurses call me crazy but I like a lady in a uniform uh with her colleagues strutting their stuff cutting up some tile I uh, meanwhile, people are on ventilators and when that new wave of propaganda came in and it, and it dissipated I I thought, very sadly, I'll never see that again. You know, a time of crisis, but people got time to make TikTok videos. Like, oh, I loved it, you know, dancing and uplifting. But fear not, brothers and sisters, fear not. Uh, With every new wave of propaganda, we get some of the old. It's like Marshall McLuhan, right? He used to say this. Welcome to the new wave of TikTok dances. We got Ukrainian women. Now I'm loving this okay big fan big fan of this angle of propaganda you get the women in uniform just like you did a couple years ago you get the tiktok camera out because you're gonna have downtime in world war three and we gotta let people know right away Hey, good news. You want to make a TikTok? Jump on the Jeep. It's uh, it's made for it. Look at these brand new spanking clean uniforms too. Check that shit out. They look fresh and fit. God, it's so good to see propaganda make a comeback. The TikToks. I don't know. If the, is this Russian song though? God, you know you love it. Just like everybody loved the dancing nurses. If you don't appreciate people taking time out of their day to, in a period of war to make creative, artistic TikToks, I mean, what are you living for? Because when nurses were doing it and they were on the front lines in their own way, they were a room away from catching death. You know what I mean? they were a hug away or six feet away sometimes or a cough from a person without a mask on from getting seriously ill and now well we we saw that that cycle of propaganda now i can't believe it's making a comeback (laughs) the dancing tiktok in a crisis you know oh oh, oh, wow don't you feel empowered don't you feel safer those women out there securing their freedom for ukraine and we get a sneak peek we don't you know get to watch them maybe destroy russians on the battlefield but we do get to watch them make tiktoks and i love that propaganda and it's great to see it come back. Yesterday at a podcast, I was talking about public storage. Right? I was like, oh, what an interesting stock to take note in because the people who probably invest in that stock are, um, how do you put it, aware of what's going to happen. So it, just an interesting trend, but I couldn't pull up the stock. I couldn't find it. I couldn't make my, uh, the point I was trying to make, and looking at it now, my point wasn't too strong, but I believe there were several other like, storage stocks. Not that this is stock advice. It's not. But if you look at this public storage uh, common, it's a common stock. It's at 284 Having a rough day, but just imagine one stock cost $284. But where was this stock before the pandemic, right? Uh, it was at $213. And then, of course, everything went down and it went to $160. But a sign of the times, right? Like who's going to invest in public storage? People who know homelessness is on the rise, foreclosure is all the, on the rise. And it's so fascinating to see, like this is a time when the housing market was doing fairly well. And so was public storage as a stock. And now uh, I'm curious to see, because if you notice here, uh twelve, twenty nine, twenty two, it was at a bit of a dip, but now it's going back up. And storage, other storage stocks might be going up as well. I'm not really into stocks, but... I sometimes get ideas and just by looking at things. I'm like, oh, yeah. Of course, if you thought um, an economic collapse was coming and you were uh, at the forefront of knowing this, you would invest in storage space because as people lose their homes and lose their valuables, they could probably afford storage space for a contract for an extended period of time. And I, you know, I was like, wow, it makes sense. And then you go look at the chart and I'm like, fuck. Uh, it doesn't look good. Doesn't look good. In 2013, that stock was worth $150. And yeah, just look at this. Look at this graph. That's not a bad sign of the economic times to come. I don't know what would be. I think good economic times, maybe people have less storage space. This is just my conspiracy. It's called the storage space conspiracy. I'm connecting the dots. I know what's going on. Interesting article here because it's wrong. Uh, Russian jet collides with U.S. drone over black sea. Now, I won't get into the article, but when you read that headline, you immediately think, like, was the Russian fighter jet drinking vodka? What do you mean, collides? Well, they did a few other things. They dumped fuel on the drone. Essentially, the drone crashed. A United States drone. This is a sign of the times. People are like, oh, World War Three? not going to happen. Yeah, it is. Just be patient, fools. God, we'll get in the war. Just be patient. Some of the first signs are you losing military craft. We just lost one. So that's a good sign the war is approaching. Um, China, this is also a sign we're, we're shifting propaganda. You got to close one propaganda door to get to the next. China to fully reopen borders to foreigners, but near-term hurdles remain so the way propaganda cycles work is i don't think you can really have two at the same time that's why you'll notice we pulled out of afghanistan iraq we could we had too many pots cooking right um too much propaganda like what is it isis what is it russia like what what are we fighting here uh is it are we fighting covid or like nobody knew really so we got to reorient and refocus the propaganda friend because it became a little bit wide, right? You can't everybody worried about COVID-19 when you're drafting people? You know what I'm saying? Um, or some of the same, what are they called? Uh, international rules and orders. You can't have that. You got to change the propaganda. That's why also I think the emergency powers or something might end in April. They might extend it because they always fucking find ways to keep emergencies alive. But So if you can't tell, the propaganda for COVID is coming, I think, almost to a full closure, right? And then they'll have to reinvent, like they've done for the past two decades, new propaganda that does like avian bird flu or um, some type of new flu strain that I think that's probably on the rise. And it'll just be slower, not as maybe strong responses, but just keeping the fear alive in the propaganda, kind of those little stories here and there. And if you go to this article, you know, I'm a big Gematria guy, too, 33. They're not even hiding this, guys. It's it's 33. It's right there in front of you. If you can't look at that article and, and see the world for what it is, the number 33 tells you everything. Um, just, I mean, it's makes sense to me when I looked at the article. I didn't even have to read the headline. I said, oh, this is Freemasonry. And they're telling us that that propaganda cycle is coming to a close. It's going from 33, okay, to 34. Now, if anybody knows those two numbers, they know pretty much that 34 comes after 33. And so 33 was that Freemason propaganda cycle. Now we're going into 34, different number, different propaganda. Everybody should know this, obviously. And I've been talking about this, we're going into autism, what is it, 12 minutes in, not bad. And I've been pushing this uh, perspective of mine that people don't really understand. Autism is one of these things, like they did with COVID, where like we're going to learn to live with COVID. We're not, but at first it was we got to get rid of it, right? We got to figure this out, solve the problem. But now it's live with the problem, and so when they do propaganda cycles like this, this live with the prop, uh, live with the problem, or live with it rather than uh, try to solve it or un- better understand it and reduce it, right? Um, then you understand yeah, profit, baby. we gotta make the money. uh whoever wants to solve a problem there's no money in solving problems. people don't get that, right? uh, we create institutions to solve problems, then the problems never solved because if they do solve the problems, well, they gotta close the doors. you know what i mean um it's It's just a funny thing how life works like that um so I've been saying with in regards to autism, the main propaganda going forward is oh you're gonna we as society gotta learn more about autism and just understand it's not going away and it's only gonna increase and I think if you live in the paradigm where you just accept the increasing rates of autism, uh you're delusional, right You don't want to reduce autism. Jesus Christ, Uh, or find out what's really contributing or making autism. So this next propaganda cycle, uh, because April's coming up, it's my month, uh, it's Autism Acceptance Month, Uh, not autism awareness, because we're not trying to become aware of autism anymore. anymore. We're just trying to accept it and live with it. Um, What are we going to do? Let me check this article out. Many self-advocates for autism spectrum disorders view their neurology neurology, as a difference in thinking, not something that needs to be cured. See what I'm saying? Self-advocates ask for acceptance and support, not isolation. Like everyone else, or everyone, those with autism want acceptance for both their strengths and weaknesses. Acceptance is about moving beyond this idea of awareness, which has been medicalized and has been used to spread ideas of autism that are stigmatizing. Uh, just being aware of autism is stigmatizing, I guess. Um, says this person, autism makes life harder, but it's part of our experience of the world. It's not something to be scared of, right? This idea where also, like, people who have autism are a victim, where, like, their lives are harder, right? They get special words like, uh, what is it called? Autistic burnout, Um they get to call people who are not autistic allistic now there's a whole new paradigm right the fact that they've already created a word called allistic to exclude people who aren't in their in group right and this in group doesn't want solutions it's, it's 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 you see the same thing with the transgender propaganda this is just a jump off that they looked at the the trans propaganda right which is propaganda and whether you believe what you want or not uh they took every page out of that book and then they just applied it to autism to where now too, and I've talked about this, where they're discouraging masking or camouflaging, right? These things where uh, people learn to do that I would say are cultural norms or socially accepted practices in regards to communication and social interactions. So in other words, uh, when people are having an autistic moment, right, they're peaking in my terms or if they're having a meltdown in other people's terms, Or if they're just acting irate, we're gonna just as a society have to learn to live with it, right? And not judge people for their autism and not ask them to change either, because that's the way the propaganda is going, right? We don't wanna ask people to change who they feel inside, right? Um, But who they feel inside and the whole thing with autism is so convoluted, right? And what's causing it? How is it caused? What are the variables? Nobody wants to be really honest about these things. And I feel like I'm the most honest person when it comes to autism. A lot of people have opinions, but I don't see anybody talking about it pretty much for an hour almost every single day because they don't have anything fucking else to talk about. Jesus Christ. Um, well, I mean, the rest of the article is basically bullshit. Uh, I could look at it, but, you know, be ready for April. I'm already ahead on it. Talking about autism every single day. I think that's all the articles I have today, uh, but not really. I do have a kind of a, a neat little article here. It's called the Autistic Toilet Bomb Joker, guilty of having terrorist documents. Now, don't really care about terrorist news, but I do care about autism and the fact he. I'll just read it so everybody knows what the article's about. It says Muhammad Adnan Salim. Who has autism? I like that. It's who has autism. Claimed he had the documents for research and that he was only joking when he talked about bombing a lavatory. A young man who joked about blowing up a toilet has been found guilty of having terrorist documents on bombs, explosives, and assassins. Muhammad Adnan Salim was on trial at the Old Bailey. (laughs) Where's your court? I'm heading over to the old bailey. What's your name? Muhammad. Uh, Accused of having a collection of information that was useful to a terrorist. The defendant, who has autism, claimed he had the documents for research and that he was only joking when he talked about bombing a lavatory. A jury deliberated for more than 12 hours to find him guilty of three charges relating to the successful pressure cooker bomb procedure to make explosives and how to become an assassin. That's pretty autistic, right? Because who's going to, like, who, this guy watched John Wick? Think he's going to find an Assassin's Club? He's high-level autistic. And I want to find, because this is obviously his preferred interest, so let's find out, because nothing's original, what influenced him? I'd like to know that because he didn't just think these things up. What was the things that he this autistic man was looking at that led him down this path? I, I'd be, you know, what was it? Was it John Wick? Did he think? Um, did he think John Wick was his idol? And to add on to my autism thing and why they want to increase the numbers, here's so something interesting to look at. And just in terms of the way it's written, it's, it's called "Slow ADHD, Autism, and Dyslexia Diagnoses" by the I assume NHS National Institute of Health leaves too many falling through the gaps. Government told. I'll just read the top. A new campaign group, Conservative Friends of Neurodiversity, warns people are not getting crucial help quickly enough from the NHS, leaving them at a disadvantage. So this propaganda cycle ties into a lot of other things I've been saying is they're encouraging diagnosing midlife autism. So this propaganda elevates other people right now who are coming out or want to find out if they're autistic because there's so many people who aren't getting diagnosed. And you think about this, right? Uh, are, are so many people really falling through the cracks or has there been a perverse incentive to, um, you know, label and diagnose people with things. I think it's a little bit of both, both. And I think also autism is really on the rise and they, they want that. They want more and more autism. Autism plays into all the things, the propaganda and the world we live in, right? Like, It's so crazy how if you're autistic, um, on some level, right? You're just made for the B system, as they say. Uh, You're just made for it. You're perfect, right? You're perfect. Um, And they get you young, right? They get you young staring at the tablets, at the propaganda, finding uh, an association with all of these heroes or characters, right? And then they, they build this nostalgic bond, The ethereal bond between these autistic people and this propaganda that's permeates throughout the culture and they hold on to it forever so now you got people buying funko pops at 20 something years old putting them on a shelf going and dressing up as anakin and heading over to disneyland right what the fuck uh you know i'm not saying young adult the whole thing of like this is like young adults just live and have fun Um, sure. I don't necessarily believe get a job going into the slave system either, but there's this weird transition too. I think in the youth where they're more interested in collecting memories, uh, experiences. And that's not a new thought of mine or anything. It's not a new thought or original thought of mine, but that's just, I I generally agree with that. And so when you are in pursuit of those things, they're, uh, they're not really, they're airy that. They're not really, you can't really hold on to them. And then you have the, on the opposite side of this, you have the people who are hyper, like, uh, it's so crazy. They have the collection need. And we built a culture of collection where they got Funko Pops, they got Endless, um, they got whatever, what do you, what do you like? You want a lunchbox? You want a puzzle? How about, uh, how, how about this? We'll make a cereal box with your favorite character on it. You like a video game? What is it? Let's put your favorite character in it. Let's just get you involved. Let's bring everything you like into this this world um it's yeah, it's fascinating right uh how autism really just- it just like a puzzle piece fits into the propaganda of America so well and people who I've experienced or people who have experienced autism that I've met um you know it's it's interesting to see right how Every one of them, when they're young, there there's just this huge, I, I call it an endless toy shelf of things to attach. So what, what ends up happening is they attach themselves to Spider-Man. They don't develop a real intrinsic uh, identity. What it is is constant role-playing and detachment and reattachment to these uh, other characters. And I'm not saying kids shouldn't play and have an emas- uh have an imagination and have fun, quite the opposite, they should. They should be uh, having all types of imaginative play, but you see these young kids and then they're 28 years old at Disneyland dressed as Anakin with no kids, no family, and they're just fucking, they go home, they got their lightsabers. It's it's fascinating. I'm not saying those people are autistic, but uh, they've really created a whole system of we'll take something and expose it to you at a young age. And then there's just, here's, here's where the finish line is adulthood. You like stuff. We got enough propaganda. So as as soon as you turn 21, guess what? We got a bar at a star Wars Disneyland. You can go and have a drink, whatever they serve. (laughs) Um, so, uh, we're, what it comes down to there's there's a lot of things right um the whole pushing of autism and mental health issues and all these other like what it is is it's a plethora of things uh, and i've talked about it in several ways people are attached to there's another cycle occurring it's called white guilt people don't see it and uh but it's there in the back of a lot of people's minds where uh, the way society's going is if you're white, um, you're la- labeled an oppressor, right? You're labeled uh, all types of pejoratives for the collective uh, actions of the past, right so then so then uh, you you take that, right and then you you tell a generation of young people that they're oppressors, right? Uh, they're not very good people and in fact, uh, they've victimized a certain population of Americans. and so, a lot of people don't like being oppressors and they want to find themselves – this is just a thought. They want to find themselves also as a victim or find safety in victimhood or in a marginalized or disadvantaged class. So we're creating the system. If you're a normal white person, right, that's – well, it's 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 coming crazy. It's, it's just even fascinating where like they don't even want to have normal people anymore. But they do, right, because normal is the new pejorative. And there's a rise in neurodiversity, like uh, acceptance, and basically it's not cool to be normal anymore, is my point, right? Um, if you're normal, you're immediately, and it's just crazy. Normal people are, <laughs> I think, being labeled as uh, the collective reason why everything's wrong in the world in some regards, or something to that effect, some some might say, Um why is the there close that done with that article. So when I, when I think about all these things, yeah, maybe I'm not making sense on some regards, but, uh, I just see shifts in propaganda and the, the complete shift to focusing on autism and having all these celebrities come out, promoting a midlife autism, claiming a lot of people are falling through the cracks, noticing autistic rates are tripling in some areas. Um, And, you know, people want to know why, what is it, what's causing autism and why is it being used as a propaganda tool? And why is uh, why are people finding, finding collective identity on, in the spectrum or on the spectrum? Uh, It's being used by the powers that be, right? And I don't really understand it, but I, but I do see that it is probably going to be one of the next. Or it is, I think, the biggest issue facing America, along with homelessness, right? So mental health, homelessness. And what it, what it is is then self-reliance on the state long term, right? Because, and it's a few other things. If they label you with enough disabilities or they get you in a category, then with the way I think they're moving with Second Amendment rights and other rights, they'll turn into privileges. And if you fortunately got labeled at a young age for, because you didn't fall through the cracks... And you grow up and you actually realize maybe you're fucking normal, God forbid, on some level. And you go uh, and you want to purchase uh, a weapon, perhaps engage in your Second Amendment, right? And they'll they'll check your records and say, well, it looks like um, Mr. John Q. Public, you were diagnosed with autism at third grade. And uh, we're going to have to go through uh, a series of batteries and tests. And that's what I think it's going to turn out to be, right, is a perverse incentive to diagnose more people to limit rights for those individuals at a later age. It's a big system and they want to get us all, uh, caught up in it. And I think, yeah, disability is the biggest thing going forward and mental health is the new focus. And they also want to try out psychedelics. I've talked about this before, but there's a huge push to see, uh, what psychedelics will do. I think it's so crazy. The MK Ultra uh, Time period is coming back, but people don't see it. Where think about the 60s and shit, people are doing acid, but now apparently you can go to a fucking therapist and do ketamine. Like, what the fuck? You can go straight into what they call a K hole. And, um, you know they have states decriminalizing psilocybin mushrooms you have stocks on the market promoting psilocybin mushrooms you have propaganda coming out at a perfect time after a traumatized generation for three or four years think about all the kids traumatized right but i didn't go to school i didn't get to live my life ah. and all the people who lost their jobs right who couldn't go to work who lost everything right so perfect perfect timing right? You have a huge boom in mental health. And then we have a nice new avenue to try new MK Ultra psychedelic products uh, on a population that's young and willing, right? Young and willing. I think the Gen Xers and the Beamers are going to love going to a therapist and popping their psilocybin pills sitting in a therapist chair just fucking telling them how bad their life sucked because they were raised by gen xers and millennials you know fuck they made me watch coco melon when i was a kid for hours i had to watch baby shark for eight hours because my parents didn't know what to do that's really how it's gonna be so many kids are gonna grow up and realize they didn't have an actual childhood they were raised by a screen i i can't wait I can't wait to see the consequences of these children who will have to process the psychological trauma that they didn't actually have a childhood. They just watched endless hours of Baby Shark and Coco Melon and fucking countless bullshit other shows. Like, why am I so different? Well, you're autistic. Is that why? We just completely abandoned the natural way of raising humans in the past 20 years and what do you notice? Huge rates in autism. All of a sudden, people are just fucking different, aren't they? People always get a little bit different when you just turn on cocoa melon for about eight hours. <laughs> Put them in a little cage. Drop some toys in there in case they, they get distracted and stop watching the show. Uh, because millennials, Gen Xers, Zoomers, they want to live. They're like they they're like boomers, but worse. Because they want to live their life. Right. And, uh, people who have, there's a lot of people who have children, but they don't want to be parents that whole class people who like to, who like books, but they don't like to read. There's all kinds of people in these groups. Um, people who like to, uh, uh, endless examples. But, uh, the reality is what's causing autism bunch of things and uh it's i like is it overdiagnosed? are they broadening the spectrum um i want to get maybe i'll do an episode of getting into the beef of on the spectrum where people don't like terms like high functioning now or this or that people getting bothered um you're not autistic you're autistic Uh, brothers and sisters the spectrum's so wide the pool's getting so shallow i mean just dip your toe in and go to a doctor they'll tell you you're autistic it's almost it, you know it's it's something else right and the fascinating thing is like when i point to celebrities coming out being these uh i'd call them focal points or modeling points for other people to follow when you start to see this in the propaganda then you know it's not natural in my opinion when when headlines are running and i my my thought is splash the headline with autism let's get some celebrities we got to get these diagnoses up right same thing they did with the last three years where they had certain people say you know i'm coming out today i'm going into quarantine for two weeks and you, you realize that this propaganda cycle is never ending just same it's like they just change the clothes a little bit and i like propaganda i don't i don't mind it but as soon as you see and uh, the male ones are different because the cool autistic males, I mean, when you have a model like Christine McGuinness coming out as autistic, there's so many people who will just say, I, I'm like that, right? That's the whole goal. I'm like that. Uh, with with uh, COVID, it was uh, a lot of Tom Hanks, you know, or who, whoever it was posting on their Instagram. And the people were like, you know what? I'm kind of like that. And that's what TikTok does, and all these other things is it reinforces that. And I talk about this on Cringe every Saturday. It's kind of turned into Sunday. Um, people like more Sunday, Monday content, what I've noticed on Saturday. So, uh, but people on TikTok are reinforced perversely, right, for this type of thing. And I've covered articles by individuals who say, You know, go the self-diagnosis route in some regard because the medical establishment is really against autism. That article, I don't even know how that article got on news.google. Jesus Christ. Like, what's it called? Fish for the doctor that'll make you autistic? What is this shit? Make you or diagnose you autistic. That's how it goes. And I really do believe people are getting autism midlife on some regard, uh, where they're, they're developing these traits, they're becoming hardwired. And I also think, in some regards, you can revert autistic traits, I believe in that to a large degree, but they're not promoting that uh, idea as well, because it's camouflaging, it's masking, it's better to just let yourself go goblin mode. That's why that language is also coming into play goblin mode being your true self there's no need to mask there's no need to camouflage so it's better to just be your quirky autistic self right than to camouflage and mask and be something you're not because in the transgender community we've already accepted that if you are something inside we on on the outside in the community shouldn't be telling you how to act dress behave or anything like that in some regards right if you identify as a woman and you want to have uh huge prosthetic implants and you know put all kinds of hordes of amounts of makeup on like that teacher in Canada we say okay so what we're going to say to autistic people is kind of the same thing okay as long as you don't get you know too aggressive with other people you can have your peak you can have your moment we're moving into the acceptance stage not awareness people need to understand this um man i love autism fuck <laughs> Dude, I was at 12 minutes talking about autism. And um, it's interesting how uh, how I like talking about it. I like talking about autism. Um, you know, and I think everybody wants to be normal. Everybody wants to be uh, kind of, here's, here's I don't mean normal. Nobody really wants to be normal. Everybody wants to stand out while fitting in. That's what everybody wants. They want to stand out. I'm different, but I want to fit in, right? (laughs) It doesn't always work like that. If you want to fit in, sometimes you can't stand out. And if you want to stand out, you're not going to fit in with that crowd. Uh, That's just how life works. And, uh, you know, I think the best thing is to be yourself, but... Like I said, our society is designed for you to attach yourself to these models, these people, these propaganda and kind of carry that with you your whole life to where you like look at a show and say, you know what? I feel more like I'm Anakin than I feel like I'm myself. I just don't even feel like my, you know, when people don't even, that's the strange thing. When people, it's not that they're transgender, but they feel like a character. Like I feel like I'm Anakin before he's Darth Vader or some shit. When they feel like they're a character Uh, that propaganda made. It's good propaganda. I love American propaganda. I really do. And I really loved it even more because everybody goes through this truth or phase, We're like, it's propaganda. Don't watch it. Turn it off. And then you learn about symbolism. I'm like, no, no, hold on, dude. I like this now. I kind of get what they're making. Before I was an idiot, but I see the owl. Oh, there's the obelisk. Uh, oh, checkerboard floor. I know what that means. Ooh, number 33. Uh, like, what was it? In the fall of us? I'm not saying I watched the show, but I did. Uh, throughout the last episode, the number six was placed in transition. So throughout it, uh, if you watch the whole episode, because I like symbols, right? big symbol guy, uh, you'll notice six, six, six throughout the whole episode. You just got to see it, man. You just got to see the symbols. And I used to be symbol illiterate, and I still am in a lot of ways. I, when I see symbols, I don't at all like always know what the artist is trying to, to say with it, right? What they mean by the checkerboard floor, or what they mean by the obelisk, or what they mean by uh, there's so many things. Certain pieces they put in a scene. Um, I, I like propaganda. I like trying to look at it differently, rather than because once you understand archetypes and storylines and foreshadowing and you know where things eventually lead then it's kind of you know watching a movie without the sound that's what I believe in you know just watching it for the propaganda visual propaganda because the auditory propaganda is not really it is there's usually a few pieces of auditory propaganda within every show that I'm like oh I see that but um usually I just like the visual stuff like give me give me all give me the visual Oh, there's a uh, pineal gland know that one any day. Uh, I just love symbolism. There's the black cube. Oh, he's probably a Saturn alien devil worshiper, man. Uh, propaganda is fun. So, but there's all kinds, right? So all I'm pointing to a lot recently in my autism. And here's the thing. I'm never going to give up talking about it. It's just who I am. I'm just saying there's a wave of autism propaganda and I'll probably stop talking about it after the wave crests. So there'll be a crest in the propaganda, where everybody is talking about like it's. So you already see it. Tucker Carlson's calling Donald Trump autistic. Breaking news. Hey, wake up! I'm podcasting. But uh, yeah, I like that. You know, it's just becoming the new thing because you can't say retarded anymore, right? But you can call people autistic. It's, it's, and, and soon it's going to be a pejorative and then they're going to have to get rid of the word autistic. But right now, man, what a good word. Cause you can say it and you could call, it could be a pejorative right away. You're autistic. Especially if you're allistic, if you do feel like you're not autistic, but, but people think you're autistic. Jesus Christ, man. It could be rough out there in the, in the streets. Um, man, autism. But uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be a fun world where maybe in like five years, autism will be like the word retarded and people will be trying to fight to claim it. And nobody's going to, uh, it's like uh, when I was young, people used to call their friends gay, like don't be gay, that's gay, shit's gay. Um, now, I think in 10 years, it'll be, or maybe it already is like that now but when uh, young men are busting balls between each other, maybe they call themselves autistic. I don't know. I'm not in those circles, but I can imagine like a good group of friends, they could be definitely calling themselves autistic, jokingly. And people say that's ableist, right? And what, here's the thing, the term ableist, if you don't know what that means, it's just racist, essentially. But an ableist is someone who's basically discriminates people on their disability. And you know, I'm not saying I'm pro-ableist, but I just don't like the word. Oh, you're an ableist. Now we got allistic. Now we got all these new words. Everybody's got to learn. That's the whole thing. It never ends. And autism's kind of like that in the transgender propaganda, right? Where there's gonna, they're just making up all these new words. Like holy fuck. Now I understand why people in the past didn't like change. Like you know what? I just don't care if you want to make new words. I'm becoming older way faster than I want to be okay it's just hitting me I, I feel like I'm the 50 year old person or 60 year old person that I thought was a curmudgeon when I was 10 or 12 like this fucking old fuck and now I'm 30 and like yeah that's me fuck you know just like what's with all the new words why am I all what is it what am I all in on this vocabulary or am I all out am I going am I gotta do I have to learn everything uh, do I, Am my const- people are like, they're sending you to a re-education camp. People don't get it. You're in the re-education camp. They're constantly re-educating you by telling you, you can't say this. You can't say that. You can say this. You can't say that. The idea of a physical re-education camp is interesting, but the idea that everybody's not already in a re-education camp that's constantly getting um, maneuvered, nudged, and, and guided in a direction, right, uh, of terms of service socially acceptable speak right they're gonna re-educate us all through the platforms we use and if you don't follow the rules then you don't get to be uh playing the game whatever these games are on youtube and uh, streaming sites it's so funny it's like i, I streamed last night and i could have played harry potter i think about this like why do i only want to talk to myself and not play video games because uh, the truth is you know video games are they're interesting but I think my own thoughts are more interesting, and I can't really share my thoughts too well when I'm fucking avacadavering, motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? Not easy. It's not easy to do that. And so maybe I'll, um, maybe I'll do some Provo Potter this weekend. Gotta let me know if Chat likes that shit. Uh, it's obviously gonna be later at night. Gonna get turned up for it because nobody plays Harry Potter sober. Certainly not this guy. Uh, but a big fan of Jay. Uh, what's your JK Rowling, so anything I can do to support her work is just, you know, top-notch content. But uh, where do I go from here? Um, you know, what else, what else, what else? That's usually what I think to myself, because I'm here talking to myself, and uh, the reality is people think they got a lot of interesting things to say, and they usually don't. They become repetitive, and people call it a loop, and that's usually what I've accepted. I like my loop, I like my little fucking hamster wheel of autism, and I do like talking about... um What's it called? Ukraine war, homelessness. Homelessness is kind of one of these interesting topics, okay? Um, But you you just, you you know, people get it. It, It's, you know, what do you say more about homelessness? And I try to think about it. and What do I say? I say the rates are going up. And that's why I talked about public storage at the beginning of the podcast, where you can look at some stocks, okay? You look at some stocks and say to yourself, "Why is that? Why is public storage going up? Why is homelessness going up?" Those are two two graphs I line up right next to each other: homelessness and public storage. I think they're correlated in some regards. Maybe other people see it. Maybe they don't. I don't know, man. Uh, but homelessness—I I did try to bring it up. Maybe I didn't make that connection at the beginning of the podcast well enough, but yeah when i see people investing in public storage i see people investing in homelessness like uh it's kind of crazy if you invest in raytheon which if you go back and check the provoked kid not stock advice i'm not a stock guy uh is when biden got elected i think i made my podcast 2021 but i was talking about raytheon stocks early on and i was saying just watch this is an early provoked uh profit prediction. If Biden's pro-war, dude, that Raytheon stock's going to be a good buy. And of course it is, right? Of course Raytheon uh, has been a good buy since then. Fucking obviously. Um, But I will never, I'm not a stock guy, and I would never invest in anything like that. Although I do have this fucking autistic gifted ability, and I think I was late to public storage. I should have known about that earlier, but now, maybe in 20 years, right, uh, when there's another Economic, maybe it'll be 10 years. We're getting every five years, but maybe in the next 20 years, I'll fucking see, have my, I'll have all the patterns connected in my head already. And I'm like, oh, I I see what's coming. Public storage is at an all time low. Economic collapse incoming. Press, press, invest. Uh, I think public storage is already probably too high of a buy. Not that I would fucking know, but the fact it is what it is. I'm like, who fucking buys an imaginary stock? I just don't get it. You you put money on the internet. It's imaginary now. I guess it always was. And you buy a stock called public storage and you ride and die on it? What the fuck? I don't get that. I'm a I, <laughs> Imagine like hanging out with stock people. Like you got the Bitcoin guy. You got the Raytheon guy. And then there's like the public storage guy. Like what did you bet on? Bitcoin. Uh, the other guy's war. And then you got the public storage guy. He's fucking fat stacks in his pockets just like everybody else. And he's like, homelessness? You can invest in that? Yeah. How do you invest in homelessness? Go buy public storage units as a stock somehow. Uh, put, your, put your money uh, online virtually. It goes in the air. You, and then it goes, I don't even get how they work. But people understand it and they make money off of it. And I'm late to the party. I'm late to the knowing about public storage and uh, homelessness and how they're correlated. And people can profit off of that. That's pretty cool. So I got 12 minutes left to say something interesting. Um, I mean, fuck, what else is there? A lot of things I could say about life, the world in general, people, things, um, my thoughts. And like I said, always excited for the future. I always think the news, the headlines is pretty much always good news, even if it is, uh, what's it called? I, yeah, I always have to make this uh, distinction. When a lot of people die, it's never good news, but uh typically I like all kinds of news. Um, besides that kind of news. So um what do we what are we talking about here? Where where do we go? Um I think oh, you know, I was talking about the Ukraine war and a little bit about that. And I'm excited for it. I think there's more coming, right? And I had this oh, I do got something for you. God, I'm good. So check this out. Um there's this article here. It's about the Doomsday. It's it's kind of just saying you're fucked but we're not. Okay, I like these articles. This Doomsday vault can withstand the apocalypse and feed survivors. Look inside. Oh, I love this. Hey, Ohio Sue's Norfolk. Good. Um So it, it'll save you, I mean not you, but look at this fucking cool. I 15 år har
2: Norge verden
1: I'll read this shit for you, because they don't fucking have, uh, what's it called? English subtitles? That's such bullshit, dude. Uh, fuck that. She said, for 15 years, Norway has offered the world to, uh, back up their crop diversity here in
2: Svalbard. Svalbard.
1: Crop diversity, which is crucial for global... Oh, this is so fucking boring. Um, let's just get inside. Um... Cool. How do you, I mean, this, imagine being in the bunker, dude. That's a cool bunker, huh? Jesus. Why did... What is this random Chinese family? They're not Chinese. What are they? Um Fuck. Isn't that seem out of place, that family sitting there? You have all these white people talking. And uh, and then they, more diversity comes in right
2: here. Depuis I, I didn't show shit.
1: I thought we'd like get a fucking, oh, look at that. That's interesting, huh? The virtual tour. Oh, there's a virtual tour. That's cool. Imagine uh, when the apocalypse is occurring and you still have a little bit of uh, internet and you're just fucking going through a virtual bunker imagining what your life could could have been like if you would have been saved. Um, anyways, anything else? Anything, anything. Uh, probably not. What are my thoughts on the world? Um, I think the world's in a good place. Uh, I think if... Like there is no real collapse uh, I, I don't know where I heard this but it's interesting to think about the Great Depression right? like how bad was that and I don't know where I heard this story from so probably wrong I'm chronically wrong but it said something to the effect oh, I probably heard it on the History Channel good trusted authority that JFK, John F. Kennedy Jr. had to learn about uh, the Great Depression instead of uh, he didn't actually so John F. Kennedy, when was he born? Let's just make sure I don't sound like a complete fucking dummy. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, he, he lived through it, as I assumed. So John F. Kennedy lived through the depression, right? But he actually never really knew how bad it was. So that's how I'm pocketed uh, some of these. And when I, like uh, when I look back at how the propaganda of the depression was told to me, I'm like, holy shit, this this impacted everybody, and it, I'm sure it did. But it's weird that you can have a president like John F. Kennedy say, I had no fucking clue. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, maybe that's how all collapses are, right? There's always these pockets of society that somehow weather the storm and have to learn about it by reading a book. And then they eventually become president and then get assassinated. I um, don't know how accurate that story is, but I, I'll, I'll stand by it, uh, even if I am wrong. I'll believe it. I like believing in things that are wrong. I like believing John F. Kennedy lived during the Great Depression. It's just fascinating. When I when I heard that, and I was like, no fucking way. Uh, how could something be so bad in our country that a young man like John F. Kennedy had no clue growing up? He was that sheltered. And there was no TV, right? If uh, I imagine, but there was radio, so... For him not to really understand what the propaganda that's been dispensed to me about how bad the depression was. And I have grandparents who's uh, not mine, but I've talked to grandparents who fucking make you eat everything on your plate and they remind you how bad things were. So, you know, I've dealt with the actual, uh, you know, what are they called? The long term effects of that propaganda where in America people. You'd be in somebody's house and like you gotta eat everything on your plate. You're like, fuck, what for? The depression. I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> Fucking not hungry though. Um, so whatever. Then we got five minutes left. But um, my point is, even though this economic collapse might happen or whatever it is, it's like 2008 as well. That was a really bad economic collapse, but. Um, and it was amazing to look back at these, at these times and you always know when they're coming up, right? So in spring, uh, at least in Utah during 2008 to 2009, 10, one of the signs of, uh, the economic depression in the state of Utah was fucking yard sales. Holy shit. Interesting time period, but yard sales and uh, garage sales, is that what people call them? Uh, pick up. Right. And so I, I'll. One way to just check if you maybe if you live in New York or some shit you don't have a clue what I'm talking about but if you live in a place where there's houses this upcoming spring, um, or maybe drive to a suburban area and you want to see a good gauge on the the economic health of the neighborhoods, you just see how many yard sign, yard sales there are and you're like fuck we're back in 2008 uh, but McDonald's was still open Best Buy stayed open right like all. People still a lot like the wage slave industry maintained itself through the collapse. People lost homes, terrible events. But, uh, I think this next thing could be something similar, just like it always is in history. Uh, it definitely will be, uh, an interesting spring and summer and i gonna be on that yard sale bargain hunt for real. I don't know what I'm looking for. Probably looking for like old books, uh, books. You know, that's really all I care about. The old, like, you, because who else really, I mean, what do you get at, at yard sales? In America, yard... I don't know, man. I haven't really been to a yard sale. Um, so, what else? And, you know, what else are we going to see in the coming months? More war and hey. podcasting and uh, more. I think more disruption, and that's an easy prediction, right, for two reasons. Uh, Because we're heading into an election, and every election cycle for a presidential year, right, it always amplifies. And then usually what I see is the propaganda leading up to the election you'll there'll be a few key events and then the debates will be about four or five of those topics so obviously you have the ukraine war but domestically there's going to be issues that are forced to the full front by the propaganda to make them campaign issues right so i don't think the campaign issues are relatively exactly clear at least domestically obviously you got to get out of this terrible financial situation, but, uh, in regards to like, there's going to be civil rights issues, of course, or domestic unrest or uh, rights and liberties questions. And I think there's going to be some movements like you saw in the previous presidential election and the one before that as well, where there's going to be spontaneous somehow movements and organizations that create somewhat, uh, you know, I'd call it a, a bit of organized chaos, and that's what's going to propel the the news. And I'm looking forward to that uh, because it's kind of boring right now. I think somebody, something terrible happened in Canada. I didn't want to cover it because I'm not into that kind of kind of news where people get uh, terribly hurt like that. Uh, but you know, anyways, not that I'm saying an event like that will happen in the United States, but uh, more events. Uh, will be on the rise. Organic or not, I don't know. Um, but some of them might be organic and then they'll become co-opted. That's usually what I think happens. I think there's organic events that are fit a certain set of criterias um, that think tanks and other agencies have. And then they'll co-opt that event and embed themselves in it and then use that to push a paradigm and money laundering and things like that. And I can't wait, man. I love when these things unfold. I uh, just got to be patient, right? You got to wait for the election. And I can't wait to see who runs. I hope it's Trump. I hope it's Hillary. I want some fucking, I'm glad the pandemic's over. They can get on stage. We can have a normal debate now. Um, Man, who else would be cool? Uh, I like The Rock. I'd I really, Joe Rogan, an outside contender. Spur, you know, I, it is, we're approaching the next two presidential elections where I really do believe something like that. There's enough power. Uh, through the internet to where people are like, oh, look at all this millions into campaign funding. Well, if you have an Instagram and you have a strong YouTube presence and a few of these other social medias, if you have a good Twitter, you don't need any campaign funding. That's kind of the thing that's going on, I think, eventually. uh, People will have already built up a brand long term and they'll just say, I'm in the race. And for a year, they'll already be the content king in America and just be undisputed. The metrics will already be on their side. Um, it'll be an interesting time when that happens. Can't wait. Can't wait for something like that to happen, man. I mean, Donald Trump, I, you know, I, it, it's like the UFC when they have uh, part two and they're like, yeah, we're bringing them back. It's like, I'd like to see these two duke it out again. Um, that'd just be fun. Cause who cares who really wins? I don't give a fuck. But uh, I like good content at high and low levels of the propaganda. And I, I think I really would appreciate a nice presidential election with contention, strong animosity between two sides. Be fun to talk about, report on, uh, not invest myself into, but, you know, I'd love to just talk about it. Anyways, thanks for listening. This has been the Provo Kid Podcast. Uh, Showings here. Um. I mean, what else? What else do we do? We play local music at the end. Um, God bless everybody for stopping by, watching. Um, I'll check chat real quick. I'll just give a shout out to JFK Beta, Robin, Michael A., Enslaved by Truth, Uh, Jeremy's Open Mic, great comedian there. Um, Stephen, David, Rusty Smackleford, thank you. And thank you, everybody else who. Game or stop by or listen and thanks for listening on spotify and itunes wherever you might find this podcast if i do post this on there um i'll post a poll too uh on my chat to see if anybody wants to see provo potter this weekend and maybe i might dress up you know what i mean i might dress up as harry potter wouldn't that be funny I'm just kidding and somebody already did that i'm sure of it um ask your community Provo Potter, do you want to see him? Provo Potter on the weekend. Provo Potter visits. F- Provo yeah, we- hey, Potter? Question mark. I just keep it simple. Sorry, I'm already talking uh, way too much. Fuck, man. Anyways, thanks. Thank you, everybody. God bless you all, and have a great Tuesday or whatever, whatever day you might be having. Um, you know, uh, a lot of people be having different kinds of days when they listen to this Wednesdays, they might be having a Wednesday. They might be having a Friday. What kind of song do I want, dude? Um, what do I want, dude? What do I want, man? I don't know. It's just a lot of local music, a lot of good choices. Okay. Um, taking way too long. Well I what did I start with? Do I do I know? Uh fuck what was the song I started with? What was it? What was it? Um oh no I don't want to repeat myself. Uh we'll go with oh I remember how about okay okay this one's not the same one. Well Sorry, everybody. What a fucking shit show. I feel like this song, maybe.